Although edited for television, tonight's thriller contains scenes of suspense and violence which may be unsuitable for young viewers. Parental discretion is advised. Stick with the Japanese animation. And welcome back to the Otaku Host Club podcast. I'm back, baby. <laughs> Dan is back. <laughs> we are back recording in real time, guys. This is this is not past us. This is yeah. present tense. This is Here. this is not pre-recorded. This is the real thing that Here. is really coming out on schedule. It mm-hmm. is. Oh my goodness. I've I've been traveling around for the last five weeks. I was in Baltimore for a week for Otakon and JSM conferences which we already had an episode about Otakon so you you know it then I went to Saudi Arabia for one day then I went to Koron Philippines for a week hit all the beautiful beaches lost all my money gambling then went to Kuala Lumpur Malaysia for a week I was out every night till 4 a.m partying hard with all my friends and Mm -hmm. going nuts and we had a real good time then I was in Manila, Philippines for a week, went sightseeing, ate balut, ate a pig's head, oh. uh, saw Philippine violators, brought back a gargantuan amount of records and tapes and CDs and shirts and all sorts of shit. And then I was in Baltimore for a week, uh, and now I'm back here. And if you want to really, I think what I'm going to do is maybe I'll you guys have already seen all my pictures. I'm, maybe I'll post all my pictures to our Discord. So we, uh, if you have an interest in my vacation, you can get on our Discord. Yes. And uh, I get will. On our I Discord. Will, yeah, I will post all of the uh, the pictures and my my commentary and whatnot. Come with me, we'll go down. Okay. Have a good time. Take some time for yourself. Relax. Sit in the sun. Take all a couple right. of days off. Over time. Enjoy yourself. There's very cute pictures in there. You should just do a video, and I'll edit slide the music. Show. A little slideshow. I'll put music behind it for you. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> that's a not a bad idea. You can narrate yeah. it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> uh, it's been a long time. I feel like it's been over a month now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Since we recorded like this. So Dan was out gallivanting around for a whole month. Yes, that was fucking awesome. But I am uh, I am happy to be home and back in Minneapolis. Every time I come back to Minneapolis, I feel like I'm I'm just staring the failures of my life right in the face, and, like <laughs> oh, no. combating this like extreme emotional hardship ah. in, in perpetuity. But also, it's like ways that I grow and ways that I uh, like challenge myself. So mm. I tell myself that the pain is somehow a positive. But I don't know. I got mice. I got Uh-oh. girl problems. Always. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I re-downloaded Hinge. I came back from my trip feeling like upset. I, I feel emotionally confident. I feel emotionally secure. I'm ready for the, 
you know, perpetual low level rejection of online dating. <laughs> and so I downloaded hinge and I was talking to this girl, uh, for a couple days. And then I was like, Oh, do you, uh, so she had mentioned that she likes, likes graveyards. And I was like, well, the weather's supposed to be nice the next couple of days. Do you want to, uh, go do lunch in the graveyard, uh, have a little picnic. And she was like, well, I'm working, I got too much work this week, and I prefer to meet people in more public places the first couple of times. And I was like, ah, that's fair. You know? So how do you feel about bowling? And then I got unmatched. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> bowling, uh, you just killed it. Is that, is that the thing? Do people really dislike bowling like that? Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. People are just flaky what? as shit, man. I, people ghost. All, so Hinge, Hinge is like tinder right yeah but hinge is meaningfully like i I, people say that hinge is supposed to be the the best of the online dating apps right now Mm -hmm. but i this is that that little anecdote has been the entirety of my experience on hinge (laughs) that i can ask somebody out in the first couple sentences i can you know, like with this girl, I was talking with her for two or three days and then I asked her out and having like meaningful conversations. Like we were clearly both on the, our phones at the same time, texting back and forth for like an hour straight, you know. Uh, so it's like, well, OK, we're clearly getting along just fine. And then the moment I'm like, well, let's meet in real life. Then, it's, yeah, unmatched, always unmatched, mm-hmm. except the one the one woman that was like, oh, you seem like a great guy, but I'm not interested in meeting people in real life. Like. What? Why you want to? What? I'm confused. Yeah, Isn't yeah. that the point? Isn't that the point of these apps? Well, the you thing is, on, you, you meet know, online to meet in real life. I've reflected on this, and I remember, you know, I've had friends in my life, had had uh, women I'm friends with in my life that had these online dating apps and just liked having attention and had no intention of ever actually. I mean, meeting post these on TikTok or life. Instagram if you want attention. That's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, I don't disagree. At the time, you know, I was not, I, I, yeah, I was, was not doing online dating, had no need for online dating in my life at that time. So I looked at my friends doing this and was like, oh yeah, okay, whatever, you know, but now that I'm on the receiving end, I'm like, damn, this is, this is actually like, it really makes my world feel that much more bleak, you know? Mm. Would you feel that bleak if you were in Baltimore though? You feel like- um, I, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because this is something that we uh, discussed a little bit at therapy this week, and I've, mm. I've been thinking a lot and reflecting a lot about oh, like moving back. my feelings about this, yeah, and like, and like why why I feel the way I do and and what it all means, uh, and yeah, I think if I were back in Baltimore, I would. I don't know. I'd probably have the same problems but in different ways you know? mm. to try out that uh anime dating site yeah but it looks awful because i'm sure it's very uh, unbalanced male <laughs> female ratio i'm sure <laughs> you'll have some issues on that site yeah <laughs> yeah i uh i got no you know but i'm i got nothing man and any i'm I'm forever alone. I'm living, <laughs> living in the darkness. Oh man. 
Well, Dan's not the only one having fun out here. I went and saw corn. Hell yeah. That's My what I'm talking about. Metal heroes. Yeah. Fucking love them so much. And we we listened to the new single together the other day, and it's not bad. I fucking love it yeah, so much. It, it's totally reasonable. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I I love their new album. I think it's um I think it's like a mix of the old and the new. I think they they're they're a band that I haven't like paid attention to for a while, but I feel like listening to it now, they've definitely progressed. Like they've been and have like found a way to stay relevant, you know, which is like kind of crazy to me. <laughs> I stared Jonathan Davis in his eyeballs like eight times. <laughs> and it was amazing. Oh, he's yeah. on hinge. You think he's on hinge? Is he no. on hinge? No, he has is a he hot married? ass girlfriend. Yeah. She like 23. She's 30. Five, I think. Yeah, <laughs> close enough. He, he ain't he ain't pulling a Leonardo DiCaprio here. Yeah, no, she's hot and super nice too, mm. and wholesome. Yeah, check our Patreon for the upcoming Woodstock '99 episode. <laughs> with Amelia my, and I were my discussing. Sister, yeah, with my sister as a special guest. Oh, she was the one that actually took me to the corn concert. Hell yeah. Yeah, oh, that's, that's good family values right there. Yeah. One of her friends. You like that got, pun? <laughs> <laughs> what? She, she said something the day of and I was she said we were both thinking the same thing. And I was like, do you think we kept it all in the family? <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, her friend got um, her and her friend got VIP tickets and then he couldn't go. And I was like, um. Me, please. Me, yeah, right, me right here. I was actually mad. I was a little mad that um, she didn't want to take, she didn't like let me know she was going to do it beforehand because I would have bought tickets anyway. I would have been like, yes, we are going. Hell yeah. So. Mm. Got a good sister right there. I asked for the right thing when I was five. <laughs> a sister that likes new metal. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Jeff, what's your highlight of the last month? Um, I did go to a show. There, it was not corn or that <laughs> of that caliber. Um, <laughs> but um, I got to see this this band I really like called Health. Um, hmm. Saw them over ten years ago now. Actually, in Baltimore at Sonar. Mm. And they played with Beach House and this other, like a bunch of other local bands uh, at Wardscape. Um, it's funny because I went up to the table, the merch table, and one of the members was handing out, you know, selling shirts, which I thought was cool because this band is uh, pretty, well, it's big in a sense because they did a soundtrack, a uh, video game soundtrack, oh, okay. which I thought was kind of odd at the time, but like, why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying what to think game? what it was. I think it was Saints Row. Hmm. Like the last Saints Row game. What I could be wrong. Game is that? I'm a gamer girl, guys. But what kind of game was that? <laughs> um, but no, they were headed, like, they were doing merch. I thought that was cool. Anyway, I, I told him about, you know, the time I saw them at Sonar, and they kind of like smiled at me and then stopped smiling in the in a way that was Jeez. indication that they didn't know what I was talking about. Jeez. Well, 
What? You got to figure if this band is touring a lot for the last for more than a decade, they're not going to remember every gig, right? Yeah, this is definitely true. So That's, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I get. So that. I give them the benefit of the doubt, you know. Like, and there's people behind me who want to buy shit. So I, I like the guy though; he's cool. He's cool. Yeah. Um, and his other band that played it was uh, Perturbator. And well, I've they, heard that. Wait, name. say that again. Per Perturbator. 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 Porchbaiting. Perturbating. They're from Detroit, right? What did you just say? I'm sorry. I feel like I'm going crazy. <laughs> what? I was. I was uh, Detroit. Detroit. They might be from. Okay. Wait. I thought, I thought they were from. Oh, okay. Never mind. Maybe they're I'm from. Thinking of, wow. I had okay. No idea I'm, I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of some different band then. Oh my god! I thought everyone was having. I thought I was having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> it was very new words that I was hearing in my You've ear. Never heard of the city of Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> so, what's Detroit? It's, it's like it's like Baltimore, but less people. <laughs> uh, well, think uh, think synthwave, uh, industrial metal, dance music. Kavinsky, I think, would be a good uh, adjacent parallel, whatever you want to call it, comparison musically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're fucking good. I, I enjoyed that show. It was uh, worth worth the money and time. You know, it sucks that Ticketmaster charges all this fucking money, uh, which has been a big issue lately. Is just them overcharging and reselling mm. tickets and then selling them back, which is why ticket prices can be two three hundred dollars. Which, I, Amelia? Corn was $250, but good thing I did not pay for that. <laughs> but I, I wonder. Not, I did not have to. Damn. Yeah, it's very but expensive. That's like VIP tickets. So, like, you got early access to the venue, you got a VIP lounge, you got um, a ton of merch that, because of COVID, they're like shipping out to you after the fact, but you get like mm-hmm. tons of signed stuff, like a signed poster a signed bag um i did catch monkey's guitar pick he threw it at me he tossed it mm. and then looked me in the eyes and gave me a wink and a smile and i said Whoa. nice but anyway yeah so like the vip ticket like it was expensive but you got a lot of stuff with it so but i did buy tickets to go see uh what are they called um the boys the boys trash no, the talk boys. yes Trash talk. Yep. Mm-hmm. Trash taste. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Trash talking. <laughs> and those were kind of all after they were like $45 tickets. And then after the fees, it was like $130. What the fuck? Yep. Mm. That was not my total. My wait, you got charged double the ticket cost and fees. Something like that. It was like 120. What pretty sure. the fuck? 45 plus times two plus tax. Oh, 45 times two plus tax. And mm-hmm. uh, so you bought two tickets. That's why. Yeah, I bought two in case anybody wants to go. If not, I'm dragging someone. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So when you, because when you say that, I'm like, you bought one $45 ticket no, and the total two. was $120 after the fees. Like, yeah, no. what kind of fucking fees are we talking about? I did not get zapped <laughs> with fees like that. No. 
Okay, you bought two forty-five dollar mm-hmm. tickets. Okay, that makes way more sense. I also bought a ticket to Trash Taste uh, here in the Twin Cities. I did not buy two tickets. I can contemplated this, but decided that I, yeah, that I probably didn't have anybody. Like the only person I would feasibly drag to that is Finn, and Finn probably too flaky. Felt like. Yeah, for Ooh, this song. I hope you're not listening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Finn, they're not lovingly. They're, you're you're lovingly flaky. Okay. Yeah. Say it like that. They're, they're not. They're not. I know they're not listening to <laughs> trash taste anyway. So, you know, it's okay. I'll I'll brave it alone. I'll see. I'll they see said, what it's like. They said that anyone could come and enjoy their show. So I'm yeah. on that. <laughs> yeah. Anyone. You don't have to be an anime nerd. <laughs> Well, I uh, I've been going back and listening to their podcast since I bought the tickets. Um, yeah, I've been listening to some of the recent episodes. It's, it's relatively enjoyable. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, Max Payne Three. I'm sorry to cut back in there and say that was a game that they pl- they made the music for. It was oh. Max Payne Three? Max Payne Three. Okay. Ma- Max Payne Three. Got it. Yes. Cool. I know that game. Big difference from Saints Row. <laughs> yeah. I just threw out a random game. Like, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we are an anime podcast. Hello, everyone. Hi. Yeah, we, we like to... Uh, this is our style of podcasting. If you haven't... If, you, if you're just joining us for the first time... Yes. We are the Otaku Host Club, and we... We uh, we're not quite Joe Rogan, but, but we are dance therapists for the yes. first twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> what can I say? I'm, I'm sometimes I'm a high maintenance friend. It's okay. We, we don't. We will not talk about conspiracy theories on this podcast, specifically to COVID. Uh, yeah. It was banned off of uh, Spotify. <laughs> now this 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 episode is is a straight up bare knuckle brawl. Oh fuck. Yeah, it is. I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this episode for months. Ever since I first saw this movie in theaters. Yeah, so if you. Okay, so we did a lot of chatting beforehand. But if you were here for whatever the episode was, we're going to be talking about Sing a Bit of Harmony. And uh, Dan has been preaching this movie ever since he yes. saw it. Yes. Preaching. Okay, yes. everyone. He it is the it. sleeper hit of the. Yes. Of what, the decade? That's what he's saying. And also <laughs> movie of the year. No, I'm, Without a doubt. I There are so many doubts I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> well, But this is our style. You know, Dan likes something. I hate it. I love something. <laughs> Dan hates it. Yeah. So this is what we keep interesting. This is how yeah. our relationship keeps advancing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. We bond over our differences. Yeah. Well, so wait, before we dive into Sing a Bit of Harmony... Uh, should we discuss the now old anime news that's new to me? Well, you know what? There's a little bit of um, of podcast news that I'd like to talk about before we get oh, into yeah. some anime news. Yeah. Um, and guys, we have another patron, a Platinum Mad patron. <gasps> <gasps> wow, cool. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So I want to shout you. out Francis N. We have two Francises now. Francis. Francises. However, mm-hmm. you plural. Francis. <laughs> 
um, thank you so much you for, for subscribing to our Patreon, our um, our Platinum Mad tier. There's lots of bonus stuff in there. So uh, I hope you had a blast this past month. Sorry we didn't get to shouting you out sooner, but this is the first time we've all been back. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yes. hope, you, hope you enjoyed our Kali interview and our uh, Made an Abyss episode, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is almost wrapped up. Very yep. close. Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like we're going to do a wrap-up Made in Abyss episode. Yeah, should we do another episode on digging into season two? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, hour-long hour long special. Spoiler end. alert. We've got a Made in Abyss situation over here in Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> we do? We do. But Dan, you haven't seen the second season yet, so I'm not going to say anything except for that, and then it'll it'll come full circle in the episode. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Suspense. <laughs> We're gonna see. Yeah. And well, uh, some other some other um, podcast news. Dan, how how did your anime watching go over that month? <laughs> hmm? I got I started watching ReZero. Yeah. I, I wanted to Just watch one anime. That's yeah. All? I've, That's all I've been I've been up on ReZero. I mean, ReZero technically on my anime list counts as three anime after. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, in, in, uh, <laughs> once you finish it all. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try to finish it today. Oh, really? Uh, I'm not, I only got like nine more episodes. First season or all of it? All of it. Dang. I don't even think I've seen the, la- the, the last nine episodes. I've, I, I'm into it. You know, I'm, I'm a fan. I understand why the show gets the amount of critical acclaim and fan popularity that it does. Uh, I think it would mm. sit, it would hit harder if this was anime number 200 in my life rather than anime number 486. Oh shit. You know, maybe it would have hit it harder <laughs> if my number was lower too, but it's a little bit higher than yours at 492. Fucking dude, all you uh, gotta do is watch yeah. them fucking sinners movies and Yeah, I know. Dude, dude. Plus yeah. all the things that's you, completing next week. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna yeah, you're gonna beat me. You're gonna beat me to five hundred, but I'm I'm still gonna win the race to ten thousand episodes. Dang, you absolutely are, because I can't compete with that. I've got I've got nine thousand five hundred sixty something under my oh belt. Oh my god. So I'm I'm yeah, we can do we can do the uh, Amelia watched five hundred anime, so you don't have to episode. Oh, hell then yeah. then afterwards we're gonna do Dan watched ten thousand episodes of anime. So you <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm I gotta say I got I kind of hit a burnout wall. Oh shit! Really? How bad are you yeah. burned out? Is this my well, opportunity like, to leap back ahead? It would be if there wasn't a, a season that's about to wrap up in which I was watching like nine things. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like everything I watch, I'm just like not. I'm just like eh, not it. And it's things that I would normally wa- I would normally mm. like like to watch. Mm. It's like raunchy harems. It's slice of life. Uh, uh, uh harems. <laughs> and I just want. I'm just watching harems. But um, yeah, I've just been like not vibing with anything. Mm. Nothing is like piquing my interest enough to keep me occupied and interested into into it. So I don't know. You know. Mm-hmm. Kind of hit a little you, wall. You need a detox. You need like a live action detox. That's like, usually what yes. I end up doing. I end up like binging some random live action thing. 
Yeah, we've been doing horror movie binges. Mm, uh-huh. That's my, and it's almost spooky season. It officially started yesterday because I uh, went to the fair and petted a pig. And oh, so yeah. now the summer is officially oh, over yeah. and fall has happened. <laughs> After the, yeah. So you, t- you, you should, petted the pig. <laughs> I just needed to pet oh, one pig during the summer. <laughs> it was the, one day old. That's the big old. turning point. It was like this pig. Oh, it was so cute. small. It was cute. so small. But anyway, okay. Yeah, I, I went to the uh, Eric and I went to the state fair. When I, was um, back in Baltimore. I can't believe you didn't invite me. Yeah, I can't believe it either. But we hung out. We hung loved, out the next night. Yeah, but I would have loved to see a pig race. Well, the thing is, we missed the pig race because we got too captured by the cow judging. We, we <gasps> you got went, to see the cows. Yeah, we saw all the cows get judged, and we were chatting up a bunch dairy of dairy cows or beef cows. Dairy cows. Sure. Um, then okay. we were chatting up some random people that were commentating and, and explaining to us how the the judging works and and stuff about cows and whatnot. Yeah, it was it was interesting enough that we we spent a lot of time watching these cows getting judged. And the thing is, I tried to get us to gamble on it. I was like, yo, yo, let's gamble on these cows. And Eric was like, okay, I think cow number you know five nine one one is gonna win. And I was like. Fuck, seriously? That's the one I think is going to win, too. <laughs> so in the end, we we didn't wind up gambling on it because we were in agreement about what cow was going to win. And I shit you not, cow number 5911 actually won the competition. That, you know, you just know how to pick a good cow. I know. Eric and I walked out of this feeling like, <laughs> dude, we totally know how to pick the cows. Dude. <laughs> like, we get it. We get this shit, apparently. You know? I just listened to Nelly through the fence. Oh, hell yeah. I feel mm-hmm. that. I feel mm-hmm. that. But anyway, back to anime. <laughs> um, more anime news that is maybe no longer news, but Netflix picked up all sorts of stuff. Like Berserk 97. Yeah, oh, uh-huh. you know, yes. You know, I was going to post that in the Discord, and I read it thoroughly, and then I told everybody at work, and then I absolutely completely forgot to post it. <laughs> it's it's really fascinating to me that they have picked up Berserk ninety seven. It is fascinating to me for two re well, for like three reasons. One is that it must have been super fucking expensive because nobody else has tried to stream it or tried to pick it up. And you would think that because Netflix and this is the second reason it's interesting to me, because Netflix picked up the newer berserk movies that amazon or hulu or somebody would make a move for berserk 97 because it's the same story you know in the same way that amazon prime went after the uh, rebuild rebuild of evangelion when netflix went for the original evangelion you'd think that if if one goes for the new berserk movies and the other would go for the og berserk to try to keep tempo um, mm. keep pace but that never happened and netflix has picked up berserk 97 even though it is the same story material it's the same relatively the same content of the movies they already had so they're they're like doubling up and uh, yeah just uh, to me that is really bizarre and i am mm. glad that they've picked up Berserk 97, and so far as you know, this is a 10 out of 10 masterpiece. Uh, it's one of my top 10 anime of all time. 
Mm-hmm. We did an episode on our podcast with, with Matt and Audrey about this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it was, I, that, it was, it was on, on theirs. Okay. Yeah, it was on theirs. Okay, we did. We guested on Otaku Melancholy talking about how much we loved it. So I, I want everyone to watch Berserk on Netflix. I hope it blows mm-hmm. the fuck up. Um, I just to me, it's just very, very odd that why, why did this come to pass? How did well, they this have come a lot of odd choices on here? Yeah, because they have yeah. licensed a ton. Like they like. I, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe I watched it on Hulu. But they have Hunter Hunter, don't they? Yeah, I remember we talked about it because you were watching Hunter Hunter on Netflix, but it only had half the episodes. Yeah, so now they have Hunter Hunter, the 2011 version. Which is the... Original, right? No, the original is 99, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. And I don't know anyone else... Besides myself, who's watched the original the original yeah. TV show? Well, if that's not the original, then I'm less <laughs> excited about it because I have seen like the new Hunter Hunter, and I want to see the original. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so they so Netflix made a deal with Nippon TV, and they produce Hunter Hunter. Mm. So I guess because of that reason, maybe these other shows were produced or have some sort of relationship, like Death Note and Berserk, Parasite. Nana. Nana's coming to Netflix? Nana and Hajime no Ippo. And Monster. And Monster. That's right. That's right. And Monster. And I was (laughs) I was wondering if if that was going to be a positive or a negative towards Monster getting a hard copy release in the USA. Uh it probably won't get a hard copy then. You think not? Mm. I I if I don't I don't I think Netflix has kept their track record. You know, yeah, but you know, Hashime, Hashime no Ippo had a hard copy release just recently, and so did not so did Nana, and uh, Hunter X Hunter just had a full comprehensive Blu-ray collection released, which is exclusively available on Amazon, which is so but fucked up and weird to me. That's why I haven't bought it yet. Those have already been previously released, though. Yeah, that's true. Has Monster been previously released? No. All right. Arguments. That's a good question. I, if they did, it's it's really it's been out of print for a long time. It's, yeah, I I, I and can't I remember correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you could always watch Parasite on Netflix. I feel like that's where I watched Parasite. Yes, that's where I watched it too. That's true. But, but the, it, it, it lapsed recently because when oh, I was did it. when I was watching it, it said on the TV screen only available for two more weeks, only available for one more. Got week. it. Yeah. Okay. 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 I get it now. <laughs> but you know, I'm excited for Monster because I've always wanted to watch it, um, and it's super long. Uh, and Dude, now I can just put it on Netflix. Now it's going to be on Netflix. That's right. Yeah, we should do. We an could epi- do an episode. About yeah. It. Well, in truth, we should do more like. Uh, Every time we record, we should just have a segment where we talk about however many episodes of Monster we oh, watch, hell yeah. rather than <laughs> like do it. Because I'll tell you, I've yeah. I've watched Monster twice now, mm-hmm. and the first time I watched it, I barreled through it at a, at a relatively fast pace, and I thought that it really it was so slow and boring and tedious. For you love that. 
Yeah, but yeah, I loved it a lot more when I rewatched it, and I just watched a couple episodes at a time. I would watch like three or four episodes, and then a couple days later, I would watch two or three episodes, and then a couple days later, I would watch three or four episodes, and and I spaced it out. And watching at that more haphazard and slow tempo made everything so much more digestible and so much more. Uh, intriguing to me like i was able Mm. to feel the tension much more and dig into it a little bit better for having more time to reflect on what was going on than Mm. when i was watching it all at a fast pace because so little happens per episode try watching it weekly when it comes out is that is that how they're gonna do it no that's that's how i remember watching it oh towards towards like towards the end of it because it was I was able to watch a good amount of it to catch up. Yeah. And then, uh, and then like the last, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Last 15, 20 episodes I had to watch as they were released. Yeah. It was not fun mm. because of the, because of the, what you're saying, because of the pacing mm. and it keeps like every, it's like almost a cliffhanger every other yeah. episode. Yeah. You're like, uh, well, we should, what happens next. We should cover, we should cover monster on this podcast for sure. If it's coming to Netflix. The people got to know. People should watch Monster. <laughs> <clears throat> it's good stuff. Yes. I'll, I mean, it's crazy good. You know, HBO is good enough that HBO was going to do a live action adaptation of it. Well, they should have. I know. They, they really should have. I'm reading um, um, uh, 20th Century Boy. And hmm. it's a, I think it came out prior, before Monster did by the same the same manga guy hmm. um and i th- and i want to say like it's equally as good but they didn't make they didn't adapt it into an anime they just have a live action adaptation mm. Mm. Mm, i would watch an anime of that yeah it's so it's super good i'm only in th- three volumes in um I, there's like 12 volumes so i'm slowly making my way through that what's the other one it's called boys run the Boys run the boys run the world. Boys, they run the world. Boys, they run the world. Food truck boys. What's the other one? (laughs) There's a a manga recently that I was like, I should read that. It looks good. Naoki Urasawa is the same the same uh, creator. Do you know? I have no idea. I didn't even know that was his name. (laughs) Yeah, his um did uh boys. Boys run the riot. Is that it? I think that's it. Um, anybody yeah. has has anybody any of our li- if anybody has listened, I'm in read that. You should let me know in the Discord if it's good or not. Hmm. Boys run the riot. I want to know. <laughs> I'm looking it up. Um. Oh. Uh. Dev- um. It's coming, Chainsaw man. It's the finally, date has been set. October 11th? Yes! And then Bleach comes October 10th? Oh, wow. Yeah, very close to I'd, each other, aren't they? <laughs> Scarily didn't even so. have any thought about Bleach in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that, the Bleach, new Bleach trailer just dropped today, and that shit looks tight. I'm, I'm shocked by how yeah, good it looks. I was saying that I would, I would probably would have watched watched it originally more so if it looked like this if it had this almost theatrical quality isn't it it's yeah it's, it's really is really high fi production and mm-hmm. it made me like i 
Like, what is the point of sinking so many resources into bleach at this juncture? Because I don't think of bleach as being that popular anymore. And like, they're like the manga is already done. What are, what are they promoting? Like, I'm happy that they're making a new TV show. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled. And I, I'm thrilled with the implications that that means that franchises that are more or less dead can be brought back to life by, you know, by the fans. At least I'm assuming that it was the fans because I don't know why else this would happen. But I say that, but I had no sense that there was high fan demand for the last arc of Bleach to be animated. Uh, it felt like the whole world has moved on from Bleach. Um so it's yeah, just just weird to me, but I'm I'm into it. Uh, but yeah, like why? Yeah, why? What is the point of of doing this? What are they promoting? Is is the angle that the Bleach fandom has grown up, and now we're all adults that can afford really expensive merchandise? And is that the angle they're going to make like really fancy statues and uh, designer clothes and have us well, buy already, expensive um, merch? Uh, Hypeland's already done a Bleach collaboration like five five years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, okay. So they've already made their way into high fashion. Okay, okay. Hmm. I thought it was just a timing thing with it being finished, like the manga being finished, and then but the manga's been finished. Hmm. You got me. I don't have to pay attention to Bleach. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I'm out of the bleach loop. Yup. I have the first manga. That's it. I got it when it first came out. Word. That's all I got. I, I didn't I, even read it. I just looked at it. I watched <laughs> Bleach all the way up until Ichigo defeats Aizen. But Spoilers. By... Spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm making a face. I, uh... <laughs> but yeah, the... Uh... It's been a long time since I can make fun of you, Dan. I love it so much. It brings me so much joy. Oh, good. I'm glad. I like it. I like it, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, you better. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I watched it all the way up until Ichigo defeats Aizen. But I remember that the last, the final fight, those last stretch of episodes, I was emotionally checked out. I did not care about that shit at all. But, and and. Yeah, I, I was not alone in this, you know, like Bleach pulled a Roroni Kenshin and, and just kind of went straight down the drain. The ratings kept falling. The show got canceled before it could finish. Now, that being said, why don't they animate the last arc of Roroni Kenshin in high quality, you know, practically movie um, fidelity and put that on TV? I mean, I kind of know the answer to this, but also I would rather see the last arc of Rurouni Kenshin animated than the last arc of Bleach. I'd rather see the last arc of Slam Dunk animated. And apparently wow. they're doing that, but how many more anime can well? you name that I have not seen? Uh, <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't, don't give me, don't give him, don't give him the assignment. Yes. Yeah. He'll take it at face value and yeah. run with it. <laughs> I mean, out of all the big three, I think Naruto was the only one I really followed up mm. until, until I rewatched One Piece or started to, you know, got back yeah. on that train. 
That's a boat. Yeah. yeah it's a boat. It's, Dude, a, I, it's, a, it's a spaceship. When I, was in, when I was in Kuala Lumpur, Talib and I spent a full night. We were we got back at like 2 a.m. And, and we were up until like 6 a.m. watching One Piece theory videos on YouTube. Oh my and, god! And just discussing like, dude, it's so crazy how how Skypea is like this, and I bet that the One Piece is over here because it all fits into the map like this, and it's like all these little things, and it seriously blew my fucking mind. And I, I yeah, yeah, Talib dropped some serious One Piece knowledge on me, and uh, I got I got I got to go back and restart from square one, knowing knowing what I do now. Oh my god. The one piece, I'm gonna spoil it for everybody. The one piece is just a very like Sovarsky crystalled out dress. No, it's that's one not piece. true. <laughs> <laughs> no, the the yeah, I'm I the best the best theory that I've heard is that one piece is an island similar to Skypea. And whereas Skypea went all the way in the air, uh one piece is the final island. It's at the bottom of Eni's lobby. Huh. I like that theory. Yeah, hmm. and there is uh, there is reason behind that theory. I recently watched several hours of YouTube commentary about it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have to rewatch that arc. Uh, well, all of it, to be honest with you, to for it to make sense, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm slowly struggling through. Um. What the hell is it called? The last arc that we're in currently. Wayno. Wayno. Wayno, yeah. Wano, Wano. Wano. I wanna Wano. I wanna Wano in Alabasta. Uh, uh, pacing, pacing for me is just. Just watch like, the I, I, times two. Honestly, though, <laughs> Courtney, you're genius. I, I mean, <laughs> some, some things I'm like, maybe I should. Yeah, maybe this is the one show I need to watch on <laughs> yeah. two times speed. <laughs> um, I mean, we haven't talked about the biggest news of all. The merger. Yes. Funimation. I'm sorry. <laughs> right stuff. <I'm> sorry. <laughs> well, well, it's all it's all interconnected anyway. Yeah. Right stuff is acquired by Crunchyroll. <laughs> So if, if Crunchyroll acquires right stuff, um, what does that mean to us? No more H stuff. Yeah, that was the first uh, thing to go was was all the hentai stuff. Yeah. Uh, and they um, like forwarded it to a site that just has a splash page that's like not actually up and running. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is weird to me. So at some point, yeah. at some point, the hentai will be available again, just from a different vendor. Yeah, like not on Right Stuff site. But Right Right Stuff is still, you know, maintaining operations. May I still go to RightStuff.com to to buy shit, and they mail it to me. It's not like I go to Crunchyroll.com now to buy it from there. Oh, that would stink. That would be yeah. that would be doo doo. Your storefronts are going to stay the same for now. Okay. I think it's one of those things where it just you don't know until it's changed. Mm-hmm. You know, like a year from now, 
we may just write stuff may just be gone. <laughs> it might just be or oh they changed the name of mm-hmm. right stuff. But yeah, I imagine that uh it will be incremental if things change. Yes. I imagine that as well. Hmm. And Crunchyroll got their own convention too, right? They do. Mm-hmm. What what is uh where is their convention? How big is it? San Jose. In San Jose. Crunchyroll Expo? Courtney and Carl can speak more on it. They went this year. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think it, uh, from what I heard of their, their, when they talked about it on their show, um, it sounds like it's like an anime expo, but um, on a smaller scale. Like it's a lot of industry presence. Like a lot of industry people put on like panels and come out with product and stuff like that. Yeah, they seem kind of disappointed with the overall amount of things to do like they liked the, the concerts said that was the best selling point the biggest selling point was the mm-hmm. music i would have wanted to see after our chicago too but <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i think that's i think it sounded cool i was kind of upset that i didn't go yeah um i'm it's interesting to see crunchyroll who are on paper a streaming platform but in practice, they keep pushing forward in all sorts of different avenues, you know, all sorts of different uh, different mediums. You know, now now they got now they're a retail operation, and they got a convention, and you know, they uh, who knows what's next. You know, they're they're a very they got a whole bustling ecosystem of activity going on. Well, I guess now they have Sony money, so they can. Yeah, is that the trick to everything? Get that Sony money. Yeah, you gotta get a sugar daddy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, which of our patrons is gonna be your sugar daddy? Oh, says so you can sign up now at patreon.com slash otaku host club. <laughs> Give me money, daddy. <laughs> you know what they also acquired? Crunchyroll? Oh, I know. Oh, I, I know. Find it. I couldn't find it. What? Is it on there? <laughs> is it on there? Yes, it is. Really? Yeah. Big, some big movies have come to Crunchyroll. Dang Sing a bit of harmony. Perfect segue. Yes. Yes. The movie experience of the, of, I can't even remember the last time. Actually, I can't. It was when Dune was playing. <laughs> it's the best movie experience since I saw Dune a couple months before. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you brought it up and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking about? It's like, like a what? <laughs> what guy's name? You, you really tossed it up, man. Yeah. Well, I so I saw this movie getting advertised on Funimation. I forget what exactly I was watching on Funimation, um, but this movie... Nothing of importance. Yeah, I, I, I think it might have been the one about the, 
the uh, the two young women um, having a road trip in South America. That was done by the Hachiko. Cowboy Bebop people. Yeah, Hachiko and and Hachin. Yeah. Who? Hachin. Michiko and Hachin. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, okay. But yeah, the 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 tra- the trailer, you know, advertisements were constant, and eventually, you know, the the date was had come that this was in theaters, and I was like, well, I don't really have anything better to do today, and yeah, you know, I, I wasn't really planning on going to see this movie because I don't know anything about it. I'm not really that interested in it, but uh, the character designs are appealing and attractive, and you know. I might as well go go show some support for anime in, in the theaters. And so I, I went entirely on a whim and I walked out jaw on the floor, tears streaming down my face, brain mush. I was just absolutely floored. I came back. I was going berserk about it on the discord. I called Finn I was like, Finn, you got to come with me to see this movie. I'm, I want to see it again. This is you the saw anime it twice experience. In yeah, yeah, I did. I went, I went back the second day it was airing uh, with Finn. And Finn didn't did not like it. <laughs> but I, I fucking loved it. Yeah. I, uh, and y'all are nuts. Anybody who doesn't like this movie is nuts. It's like you, Yo, this shit hit different for Dan. This shit hit different. I know. When I watched it, I watched it again on Friday night. And after it was done, I was so like emotionally afraid. I had to call my dad and be like, uh, I need you. I need, need somebody to ground me. You know, I need, need to return to reality real quick. <laughs> I need somebody to talk sense to me. Otherwise, I'm just going to be sitting here like sniveling and you know, like being a, a hot mess. It's a, it's a it's a serious emotional journey. I don't think I don't think it's that serious. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, before we get into uh, that specific specifically, what uh, what is this movie about? I was gonna do a synopsis because I really like Carl synopsises. Yeah, but, do one. Uh, go. I'm just gonna read. I'm gonna read one. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that's not as no, fun it's not. And I, I was like that's the whole point right is so that you can be creative yeah. with it but i did not do this ahead of time i just finished watching the movie like an hour ago so um mm. wow and you're still able to talk yes what is your heart made of stone it's uh, yeah, mine is <laughs> the, the movie okay so satomi is fine being alone until an ai named shion joins her class with a song and a promise to make her happy. While Xion's musical numbers and princess gowns don't quite pass as human, her antics bring Satomi closer to four other classmates. Together, they make memories worth saving. But even our most precious data can be erased. Bum, bum, bum. And that is... I'm so glad I did not read the synopsis before I watched it because... <laughs> no, it's better God. not knowing. It's... Yeah, I went like in. Corn I went in blind, and not the good kind. And I went in blind, and the the. Uh, this sounds corny. It kind of does. <laughs> I mean, it is corny. That's okay, though. As I as I explained in the Discord, the. <laughs> How did you find? So you so you so you just happened to go to the movies. Yes. Okay. I, I just saw the endless advertisements for it on Funimation and okay. spontaneously decided. To go. I did so, not read anything about it. 
Okay. Um, so for me, um, FSM Radio on our Discord pointed out that this director, maybe? Yeah. Um, did Padma Inverted and... Time of Eve. Uh, Time of Eve, which I recently both have just watched. And I think Time of Eve was so much better <laughs> than this one. I, I watched Time of Eve when I was in college or maybe grad school. Um, so it was, it was, oh, fuck, maybe it was even when I was an adult. Anyway, it's been a long, long time since I've watched mm-hmm. Time of Eve. But I do clearly remember enjoying it and thinking it was very good. Mm. I thought it was so good. And I, yeah, I did not, <clears throat> did not know it was the same director until after I had already seen Sing a Bit, a bit of Harmony. Mm. But I do think that Sing a Bit of Harmony is, is this guy's once in a lifetime masterpiece uh, that is, um, it is so clear that, like, it, it really, mm, it is his loudest and clearest message yet. You know, I feel like this guy, and and granted, I have not seen um, the the P- Paterma inverted. Padma. Padma. Padma inverted. I have not seen this yet. <laughs> Paterma. Um, Paterma. Um, but I, it's clear to me, like having seen Time of Eve and then seeing a bit of Harmony, it's like, all right, I get that this guy is into AI. He's into questions of how people mm-hmm. relate to AI, how AI fits into modern society. Uh, this is all well and good. Time of Eve was was a really good, like, yeah, kind of scratch your chin and go, huh, very interesting. That's some real food for thought. And sing a bit of harmony is more like a weird propaganda piece, but that, that's why I like it, you know. Because I feel it's, like it's more like a Disney movie. A Disney oh, totally, totally, yeah. Than than anything like thought provoking. Mm. Yeah, but the thought the thought provoking to me is more in what it doesn't say than what it does. So, mm. so you, Yasuhiro Yoshiura, uh, this, this director, also wrote and directed Pale Cocoon. Have you guys seen that? I was have, that yeah. Good? That was one of the ones that I watched. It's only 20 minutes. Okay. That was the one um, that I was telling you. It was about this, like, inverted world where they had to live inside of, like, a, um, inside of, like, these, uh, like, what are they called? Fucking the things up in space. Space, space station. station? Okay. Or the satellite or whatever. It looked like they were living in a satellite. So there were parts of the world that they couldn't go up to. And they had to like stay within these like things. And the guy really was like into history and he was like an archiver. So Mm. he would get videos or pictures of history. And it could have been like random, like someone's YouTube video or like a person's like personal like selfie or something. And they would have to like um, kind of decipher what it is and then catalog it. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of um, remember that that synopsis. It's you see because you were saying that it was too short. Yeah, the world that he built and like there was so little right. I knew about it that I wanted to know okay. more. Mm. Same thing with Time of Eve. Like I felt like there was so little that I knew. Like I only, I you only get to see like six episodes of this world play out. Where like I feel like he could have elaborated mm. more. Mm-hmm. on those things because mm-hmm. i felt like those worlds that he created were interesting in and of themselves it might be a thing where he's sort of a shinkai because he he created this studio studio rika so i wonder if this studio like that short is sort of his leaping off point or this movie we just watches his leaping off point in like time of eve where he's gonna have more of these bigger productions you know mm. yeah i mm. think um i think if if you like Time of Eve, 
like I would definitely check out everything that that studio has made because I think they have a really interesting way of animating. Mm. Um, and this so sing a bit of Harmony's JC staff. If you haven't heard of them, um, they fucked up one punch man. Just saying. <laughs> I've heard that. I haven't watched season two yet, but that's, I've heard that. <laughs> oh, they've, um, he's also done harmony. I've seen mm. that. That's, um, a, a short as well. It seems like he, he does shorts. Right. But JC staff's been around since 87, apparently. Wow. That's a long time. Mm hmm. Um, actually own this metal fighter Mewtwo was one of their first shows this is random 13 episode show about fighting girls in mech suits <laughs> like wrestling <laughs> that wrestle <laughs> cool yeah totally random um yeah i guess they come a long way huh to doing uh the shinkai-esque movies mm-hmm. um food wars looks pretty um pretty good for a uh, currently airing yeah, show yeah food wars Oh yeah. Um, so well, yeah, what's what's our general takeaway before we spoil stuff? Uh, that this movie, uh, the what I love so much about this movie is the under lurking. It is yeah, like a a a corny emotional Disney musical, but lurking underneath the surface, it is an completely deranged and unhinged propaganda piece. And I, I love the, the kind of like cognitive dissonance of these two different, um, two different things going simultaneously that it's both this very heartwarming and emotionally stirring musical drama, but also it's like so totally, and yeah, it's completely insane in its worldview and so totally like detached from from logic or detached from um yeah, from reason. And I I like that it just charges forward with its beliefs with just like so much sincerity and so much confidence. Uh I it it to me it it has an under kind of like an unspoken attitude that is similar to like Tenjin Tapagurin Lagan that it's like so ballsy and so like so forthright and honest in its beliefs it's just so like it's so manly in its in its confidence it's, yeah just really it's it's a remarkable piece of work hmm. there's a lot of names you threw out there <laughs> a lot of adjectives yeah, well, it deserves every single one of them. For, you're putting it up on on the pedestal that is also Gurren Lagann. Uh, to me, it's it's not so dissimilar in its attitude. Hmm. Or it's not not necessarily like it. Yeah, when I when I say attitude, I, I think I'm I'm saying this more like. Like the meta, at like the meta attitude, or like the director's attitude, hmm. and and the way that I've framed this to other people is that if you if you imagine a spectrum, that you know, on one side of the spectrum is Terminator, 
you know, the idea that if we make AI and AI becomes self-aware and becomes conscious, that it gains agency, that it will inevitably just want to destroy us, you know, that there's no chance that it won't look at human beings and be like, oh my God, these fucking murderous rampaging people for our own self-defense, we have to kill them, you know, like otherwise we will be destroyed. And and Terminator is in line with bajillions of other movies now that, I mean, this is a, a relatively common trope of how we create apocalypse stories and, and horror stories that involve AI is the idea. Yeah, it's 2001 A Space Odyssey too, right? Where like AI becomes self-aware, gains agency, and in this values its own life and decides, actually, I cannot trust human beings to value my life. I cannot trust human beings to behave in a reasonable way. They have a high tendency towards violence. So the logical thing for me to do is to get rid of the humans so that I can continue to survive. Um, So that's one side of the spectrum. Sing a bit of harmony is on the complete other side of the spectrum. It's looking at you with big glassy eyes and saying, there is literally no possibility whatsoever that AI will ever dislike human beings. That if AI gained consciousness, they would, there is no reason to believe they would not just absolutely love and adore human beings and do everything they could to make us happy. Like, if, it would be the greatest outcome if AI became self-aware, because then we would just have all these different friends in our lives. And there is literally no way that they would ever not be our friends. And that is totally, like, similar, you know, you look at Terminator and you're like, okay, there's no reason to believe that AI would automatically assume we're enemies. And you look at Sing a Bit of Harmony and you're like, Okay, there's no reason to believe that AI would automatically be our friends either. You know, mm. like it's just like you pass if you pass any consciousness on the street, you know, you pass another person, you pass a dog. There's no way of knowing like how they're gonna react to you. And there's no way that we can know if AI are gonna like us or dislike us. You know, it's silly to to presuppose any of it because it's there's no way that we can know. So you look at Sing a Bit of Harmony, it's practically a propaganda piece. It's like, of course we should create you know, self-aware AI. We should strive to create AI with with agency and awareness because these people will inevitably be our friends. It would just make our lives so much better because then we'd have all these AI friends that would just do everything they could to help us and make us happy and and make our lives better. And there's like, how could you not want that? It's like, well, I don't know. I can think of many reasons why you wouldn't want that, but this movie is apparently unconcerned with any of them. Like it pays a very bare minimum of lip service to any critiques of this or any disagreement, any dissent of this opinion. The only person that feels this way is the primary antagonist, you know, the big bad uh, corporate guy who loses in the end. Yeah, you know, it's like the movie has it is just so ballsy and straightforward with its its wholehearted and sincere belief in the power of AI friendship when to me there's no reason anyone should feel this way and that to me is is the ballsiness of it that to me is that Gurren Lagann you know big dick energy right here where it's it's not that the story has that it's that the the presentation the medium mm. you know has this where it's like like they are so confident. They have so much fighting spirit, so much manly attitude about their belief 
that there's there's no reason that you would ever think otherwise. You know, you walk out of Sing a Bit of Harmony, and aren't you just like, I wish that I had, you know, little AI friends that <laughs> sang and danced around me and, you know, that just were concerned with my happiness. Absolutely not. Yeah. Do you remember uh, oh, well, I, well, not long ago, uh, some Google engineer was like, yeah, Lambda, this, this AI is sentient not long ago and then of course they they debunked this but uh yeah like this person was able to was was talking to the ai and was like are you sentient are you alive and it's like yes i'm a real person <laughs> and uh you know they posted it uh on, on social media and on the news and not long after that they're like no he's ai is a long way before that it becomes true so i think this story is very um utopic in a way yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buses yeah. driving you around and idealism. It's very Ideal, idealism. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. idealism. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's that. It's it, that idealism. Yeah, that was a word I should have been throwing around this whole time. It's a lot more optimistic mm-hmm. than a lot of the other. I mean, even Vivi, yes. Vivi, fluoride. Uh, I want to say fluoride ice. Fluoride, yeah. fluoride, oh. fluoride oh. in the water. Um, <laughs> no, that that shows dismal, and it's like, well, there's some optimism towards the end, but I think they kind of carry a similar. Uh, theme or like a thematic outcome towards mm-hmm. yeah if you ever watch that series not the greatest mm-hmm. series in the world but it it's, it's okay mm-hmm. but yeah I I, I I I see what you're saying Dan um, I don't know if I fell for the not Disneyfication but like that's the point is that if AI was learning and wanted to take the things that humans are attached to or like, you know, grow up watching. Then like if you're watching a lot, a lot of Disney movies, then perhaps uh, it's going to take on that personification of that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of singing and I, I I forgot about that. It's not quite a musical. It's not ice. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it, I mean, you could, yeah. you could call it a musical, but well, so it, yeah, it's, it's a good counterbalance to bell. Oh God. Yeah. This, <laughs> I think we talked about comparing the two. Yeah. 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 But a very different contrast for sure. Start contrast. Yeah. Because bell was not good. And <laughs> sing a bit of harmony. Neither is a, a bit of harmony there. I feel like I'm putting them on par with each other. Oh, bell sing a you bit liked of bell that harmony. much. I didn't like <laughs> bell, but I don't like either of them. <laughs> I don't. Okay. So the, I get what you're saying about what they're trying to tell us, but I felt like they were trying to tell us that for this one specific AI. Mm, mm-hmm. Not that this was like their idealism of this and of the entire world of AI. That for this one AI, she got programmed, and because of the program, it is to make somebody happy, and that's what she was out to get. Because you see all the other AI, the buses, the people in the fields, yeah, uh, like the worker AIs, and none of them have this this kind of like personification. That this that this one girl has, um, it's uh, it's just not. But I want to I want to counter your point with the scene in the movie uh, when they decide they're talking. All the kids are talking to Satome's mom, and they decide to go raid the corporate headquarters. They do specifically say to each other, "Wouldn't it just be great if AI rose?" to the point where Xi'an is at, where all AI just wanted to be our friends. And they all look at each other like, that would be fucking amazing. 
Of course, there's. The, how could AI not want to be our friends? Look at us. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, like, they're all going to be like Xeon. They're all going to be our best friends, solely concerned with our happiness. That was just, I feel like, immaturity to me. I know. It's, it, is, like, it is unbridled idealism and optimism, which is what I like about this movie. Oh, I can't get with it. I can't get with it. I'm like, you don't know anything. You're in high school. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I mean, I, I don't disagree. This would not actually ever happen. I, I, I agree with you, and I, I don't agree with the general premise of the movie, but I, I always appreciate someone that is so steadfast in their idealism like this. You know? I think like the general idea of the movie... I, I get down with like an, an AI that they're trying to pass off as a human. Mm. That is interesting to me, mm-hmm. but the incessant singing and like asking someone if they're happy when clearly like if this wasn't actual, if this, if they were actually passing this AI off as human, she wouldn't be asking that yeah. because we don't ask people all the time. If we're happy, we recognize that from their actions and their, their facial expressions and stuff like that. So already debunked. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The the test was definitely a failure. This is true. (laughs) There wasn't even a test to begin with. Okay. It wasn't even ready yet. (laughs) And you know, and and another example of the hardcore optimism and idealism here is, is uh, at the very end of the movie. Am I allowed to talk about the very end? Yeah, we got time. Well, can we get to the um, the beginning and the middle first? <laughs> okay. I'll come back to this point, apparently. So this movie starts, we're introduced to uh, this young woman, uh, Satomi, and her mom. And her mom works at the robotics lab and is a higher up at the robotics lab and because of, you know, the movie um, conveys a lot of information pretty quickly about this. You know, it's, it's clear from the framing of the shots and the choice of words that the mom is particularly adept, particularly smart and skilled, has risen through the ranks very, very quickly. And as a result, has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way for being, you know, too much too soon, you know, for being like, too, too good at her job for overachieving for, for um, the same way in Legends of the Galactic Heroes so many of the nobles brag on uh, Reinhard for being too good at what he does um, there's a lot of people at the company that are ragging on Satomi's mom for being too good at what she does not deserving of her fast rise to, to success and authority um and Satomi is basically alone. Or she has acquaintances that she communicates with, but she seems to have kind of strained relationships with all of them. And they all kind of have varying high school social problems. You know, the uh, there's a couple that's fighting. There's a sports guy that can't succeed at his sport. There's the guy, the nerdy guy that can't muster up the courage to talk to Satomi. And Satomi is just kind of, I don't know, in low-level emotional despair, you know, just feels disconnected from the world. And in comes Xion. Shiwase-ne? Yeah. Shiwase-ne? Satomi, Shiwase. Satomi, are you happy? 
I don't know how many uh, times I have to read Are You Happy or listen to or say oh, it. I watch this I watch this both in sub and dub. Oh, the dub is way better. The dub is way better. Yeah. Yeah, the songs are way more uh they fit better. Hmm. With the dialogue. Interesting. Dialogue. But Yeah, I saw it both subbed and dubbed in theaters. But I watched it subbed Friday night. I'll watch it dubbed next time. Um but yeah, Xion is a AI from the mom's laboratory. The mom has striven to create a uh, a sentient AI, or at least an AI that is indistinguishable from human beings. And to they give it a a final test. They say if we can get this robot into high school for one week, and nobody realizes that it's actually a robot, then we will declare we have. Yeah, reached our goal. We have created the AI we're looking for. And that's the first time I was like, oh, uh-oh. Yeah, because this AI does not act like a human being in any particular way. Not at all. Way. And <laughs> there's actually no way that, like, a school wouldn't, like, let that, like, that would let that happen. Like, you would have to get clearance from the school or, like, the school would have to be involved in some way. They would have had to allow it to, to happen and maybe, like, not tell the students or... I don't know. You don't think, you don't that think they like happen. falsified this person's existence? Like, oh, she just moved oh, from yada yeah. yada school, and you know, she is a real person. Like, we we made a, we made a false uh, birth certificate. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think they did. Didn't well, they? well, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm not so sure that the school wasn't in on it per se. You know, like there's no. There's no reason to think that they weren't. I mean, she just gets introduced as an exchange student, and that, that was that. We don't really well, see Well, the, the premise was that nobody knew. Mm. So I'm going to assume they're doing this sneaky behind behind everybody's back so nobody knows. Yeah, okay, that's, that's fair. Not, that's a good if point. If not, then the experiment is not, like, okay. uh, you know, whatever. There's no um, control yeah. in, in the experiment. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. So maybe the school but, didn't know. Anyway, the uh, the robot comes in, does not act like a human being in any way, shape, or form, or at least, you know, maybe a human being that's on hard drugs. Yeah, but, that one. That one. Yeah. but Immediately with, starts singing. Yeah. Yeah, singing, dancing. That opening song is my favorite one. I love it. I love it, man. Um, well, I guess not, not the first singing, but the... Uh, the one where they're in the music room and she hacks into all of the sound and the lights. And it's like, dun, dun, dun. Mm. Blah, 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 I wish they like, made that dun, more dun, apparent dun, 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 that she was hacking it. Yeah. Well, that's a, and that's another, that's another part of the like crazy idealism here where, you know, again, the primary antagonist points out like, Oh, this AI is able to hack all the other AI around it, which is pretty disturbing. And it's like, yeah, actually, that is kind of fucked up. But in the movie, they're like, well, Xion just asked these other AI to help her, and they just did it because they want people to be happy. So this is like yeah. totally makes sense because every AI wants people to be happy. We'll see. And the the idea that she even um, that she like asked her AI friends, because that's how they frame it, yeah, is that she's yeah, asking yeah. her friends for help and that they're going to help her. Whereas like that, they already established that AI only do their one task that they are assigned to. And that's the whole point of AI in this world. And that's why Xion is so um, amazingly 
different than everybody else mm -hmm. is that their AI only do the one task. So the fact that she hacked into like other AIs and asked them to help her and they complied, I find hard to believe because they are, they're only supposed to do the one task. Yeah. Why would they help out another AI unless she's hacking them? And instead of maybe framing it as her friends are helping her that like she's actually hacking, it's like a lot, a lot more malicious than yeah, you know, yeah, what they, yeah, yeah. What they frame it as. I know. Yeah, I agree. That's why this movie's so cool because it's so idealistic and and optimistic, and it's in the way that it treats all this stuff. That like actually, this is a totally deranged shit. But the movie's just like, well, of course, it would just be so great, wouldn't it? Yeah, this is not Westworld, where robots are uh, this become transient and are able to hack as well, but also try yeah. to just, you know take over the world and repopulate the Earth with other AI hosts. Mm -hmm. Like totally, like to your point earlier, it's a totally different end of the spectrum. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think like. If they had more time, maybe they could have dived into why this computer AI was able to learn. And like, they talk a little bit about it, but yeah, they talk a little bit about it. They give kind of a surface level answer that mm -hmm. the difference was it's the amount of communication and the amount of like the, the quantity and quality of human interaction that it had that. It was the the voice processing and the ability to talk with Satomi when it was still a little baby robot, when it was still just the little pendant. Tamagotchi. Yeah, when it was just the Tamagotchi, <laughs> uh, that that was what made the difference. And yeah, sure, I'm I'm prepared to believe that. I'm yeah, no, I think that part of the story was the most successful. Mm. Honestly, I would have much rather have watched a story about this boy and this girl falling apart and coming back together because of an AI that he made uh, that wasn't supposed to make anybody happy. <laughs> just supposed to get sentient and come back and, you know, instead of all the, but it didn't, the uh, when, when they, when they go into Xion's memories, that, that sequence didn't turn you into a pile of tears. Cause it fucking get at me every single no. time. Honestly, Xion was so annoying that I couldn't connect with her at all oh, whatsoever. Oh, yeah, dude. I couldn't. I literally, like, uh, it's it's fantastical that, that this story frames people being okay with the fact that she is, um, <laughs> that she is just bursting out into song. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I enjoyed, it's the part that I like the most about this movie were some of those interactions like just the idea of like okay there this is a slice of life type of movie and this is day in day day out kind of characters that you would see in any, any other anime and then this ai is like trying to help them match up like oh i like this person a lot i need help all right ai over here help like sing a song to us and then we'll fall in love. Like I can announce yeah. my true feelings where in most anime, maybe it'll take the entire series for them to express mm -hmm. themselves <laughs> on some sort of level. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of like kind of subverts well, that trope a little bit. Yeah. And well, the Shion only behaves this way because Satomi watched that Disney princess movie when she was a kid. 
Yeah, but she's supposed to be some of this kind of advanced AI, this experimental AI. Yeah, I don't think she would have advanced past that knowing now that Satomi has grown up and she's been watching her this whole time, like grow up over all these cameras and all these yeah. things that she can watch her in and, you know, see her sadness and maybe not uh, sing her a song to make her feel better, but like well, be her friend, be her friend, you know? Yeah, but well, she doesn't really understand the meaning of friendship yet. Um, I know what why are you such an intent like why are you like why are they framing this as she's so smart she's such a good AI like she's not well you know see uh, I mean I, I get it like if you if you are an AI you're running on logic you're like all right this is the individual Satomi in the past I have seen Satomi is happy when uh, you know she's watching anime aren't we all <laughs> truth True. It's like <laughs> I've seen that Satomi is happy when she is watching the song and dance in this movie. So I am going to do the song and dance from this movie because that will make Satomi happy. It's like, yeah, I, I, I see the flow of logic. I mean, if you're Xion, there's kind of no reason to think it wouldn't make her happy. And I would, I, I would this movie because it's so logical. Yeah, there's things about it like that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And and to your point, I mean, I grew up on Transformers. If my car just turned into a giant robot, I'd be fucking pumped. You know, oh, yeah. I haven't. I would I haven't love for Bumblebee that. to be my car. Yeah, I haven't exactly grown out of all this stuff. So, so well, what would be so what would be everyone's Disney movie? Like, if 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 there was a Disney movie that that you know you could call back on to be your song. To be your movie of choice that does it have to be? Does it have to be a Disney movie? Yes. Yes. That's the whole point of the question. That is the point. The thing of the is, question. I, I didn't. I didn't really watch that many Disney movies growing up. I have but that three. Wasn't, that I wasn't really of, my thing. I could. I have three. I was a Disney. I, wa- I watched the. Bitch. I watched the Transformers movie so many times that once I got in the groove, I could repeat all of the dialogue of the movie. Probably up until what my Disney early movies 20s. did you see? Yeah. The Lion King. Okay. And I know you have, I know you have, you grew up in the eighties and nineties. Yeah. You've had to see Aladdin. Your, at least, at least five Disney movies. Yeah. There's so many. Lion King, Aladdin. Lion King was my first movie that I saw in theaters. Yeah. Same. I cried during that. I remember. I was, oh, I was. I was I was really? bawling ugly tears really? into my Reese's cups. Yeah, I remember we had mm-hmm. a school class trip in elementary school, and I was like, "Am I the only one crying?" I, like, look at <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Not the papa. My mom's rubbing my back. <laughs> I'm bawling my eyes out. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's- um, mine would probably be The Little Mermaid. Honestly, mm-hmm. that was one of my favorite Disney movies. Um, I also loved 101 Dalmatians. Mm. I loved. Oliver, all the animal ones, um, Oliver and Company, Aristocats. But Beauty and the Beast. Nope, not mine. I didn't like the princesses. Mm-hmm. You know, like Ariel was a little different because she was from the water. Under not, the sea. Yeah, she was not um, just a normal girl. Mm-hmm. So. You didn't watch Beauty and the Beast for the Beast? Oh, you know, I did watch Kate and Leopold for the Beast. <laughs> To saying, <laughs> uh, but no, I didn't. Um, I watched Beauty and the Beast a lot, but it wasn't wasn't my favorite. Yeah. I, was, you know, I broke the tape for Little Mermaid. Oh, how much I watched it, fucked yeah. that shit up. 
Yeah, I did. I fucked it up. Fantasia was one of my favorites that I don't uh, mm. hear two pe- people talk about because it's not like it's kind of because it scared the shit out of oh, me. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely <laughs> scary, but like it's it's like an anthology of of sorts. You know, it's not there's not an overarching plot mm. throughout the entire uh, movie, mm-hmm. but the music and the animation it's good stuff for the time, like the dinosaur scene. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, I guess like if I had to choose one, it'd probably be Lion King. That would mm-hmm. be the uh, reoccurring th- music. Uh, so I guess there's a love, a love plot in that between, uh, yeah. Between Simba and Nala. Simba and Nala. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. I, when I was watching and a bromance and a bromance, that's true. Timon and Pumbaa. When I was watching True. Sing a Bit of Harmony, I wasn't, ex- I was like kind of expecting there to be a, maybe a love tra- like plot or some kind of thing going, but not that I was unhappy about it. <laughs> I just kind of like didn't want a love story. Mm. And I, mm. and I kind of feel like this is on the gray side. It's not like, it's not a binary. It's so like, I feel like it's sort of in the middle where it's not about the love. There's not like, maybe that's what's tying it all together is love. Mm-hmm. As a theme, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just no, tired for sure. of tired of tired of the love stuff. Sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. We're tired of the love stuff. Doesn't have to be about love. It can be about murder though. <laughs> it could have been about murder and it would have been ten times better. Murder robots, yes. Yeah, murder <laughs> It was it for me it was um it was the girl, Shion, just like uh it's one of those things where I talked about it on another episode and i can't remember which movie i was talking about but the um you go through like half the movie and the main character is doing this one thing that i'm confused about i'm like okay why but why but why are you saying this all the time and then by the end it comes full circle but Mm. there wasn't anything to attach myself to the to the Mm. character in which it's about Mm. so there's nothing like when the big reveal happens it's way less impactful for me because mm. i didn't connect to any of the characters mm. that i that i was supposed to Interesting. For, for the story spoiler alert but i i i had the opposite happen for me when uh, mm. when Xion gets shot with those electric bullets i mean i i my heart stopped and my jaw, why my mouth was hanging wide open. I was, I jumped moment. out of my fucking seat. Even Friday right. night, even Friday night, the sound of the gunshot. I was like, "What?" Ah! You, you didn't know. see it coming. No. And what? then when they did the recap, they they did the deep dive through Sean's memories. I mean, I was, I was like, Ooh, I was crying, man. I was crying. They weren't allowed to be there. It was illegal, and she made an entire fireworks display. <laughs> Uh, but again, this is this is that this is uh, that's what I'm saying. This is that unspoken, deranged insanity happening in this movie. That all of this insane shit happens, but no, the only person that acknowledges this is at all inappropriate is the primary antagonist. All the other characters are like, "But this AI just wants to make us happy. What's so bad about that?" All right, we are jumping into spoiler territory. If you haven't figured it out by now. <laughs> Here's your spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) The biggest moment for me was when, um, what's his name? Um, The boy that she liked. 
Yeah. That um, Professor Satomi Toma liked. Toma. He when he started singing because it was oh, out I of know. key. It was really terrible. Oh, I know. Um, oh my And heart. you could just really feel his his emotions. Oh. He was like. This girl I've been trying to talk to for so long and we had a falling out and it's just dumb. All of this is dumb. Like the situation that Mm -hmm. happened between them. Um, They let people, uh, they let other people dictate how they felt about each other. And when he started singing, I was like, oh my God, boy, this is the best singing I've heard all movie. (laughs) It's terrible and heartfelt and I love it. The other girl, man, can you shut up? We don't need more. We don't need any more songs. Or no, Xion. Xion, yeah. we don't need any more songs. You're good. I, I got it. I got, yep, I got it. <laughs> I, good to go. I liked... Uh, don't need to hear any more. So I, I loved that scene. I also liked Aya and the hot guy. And I liked watching their, the up uh, and down. Gachan. The, uh, yeah, Gachan. I liked watching the uh, up, down, and up again of, of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, especially when, like, they're... Um, Xion kisses Gachan in the hallway and everyone's like, oh, yeah. like swooning over it. <laughs> I don't know, tell me you haven't seen that a million times in an anime, but like, I like how they play into it, you know, yeah. as, as, a, as a forceful uh, instigation. Like, you know, just let's get him to, let's mm-hmm. push it. Let's push him a little bit. She goes, I don't know if that was right. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I said, bitch, get the fuck out of here. You mess up with fire. If I was I, I would have I would have told. I would have told her secret. Mm. Damn. I would have. Ice cold. Even yeah. even when she sings you that song when you and Gachan embrace. Mm. It's yep. like, dude, I, I wish I wish somebody had been like singing pitch perfect romance songs when me and Hannah were <laughs> doing something romantic, you know? Mm. Yeah, I would have told. I would have been like, robot, <laughs> right here. <laughs> not me. She's one. <laughs> not for, yeah, I, I, even, even, uh, not for a million years would I do that. Even if, uh, even if I had nothing to do with it, I said, never. You'd snitch? Why you got to snitch? I'm just squealing on that Because <laughs> I don't like woman. her. I don't like Damn, her. Damn, man. I see how it is. <laughs> I, uh, another part of the, low-key insanity going on is when thunder asks Xion to be his girlfriend and to go on a date with him mm. and nobody thinks that's weird at all why would it be i think it's extremely fucking weird for somebody to ask an ai out on a date in the in, she's supposed in to be context. human i know but she's obviously not and the way that they uh like clearly she's missing a lot of human social grace and, and how humans socialize with each other. But she also didn't totally understand she was getting asked out on a date, which is, you know, part of the, you know, it's a, it's a comedy, it's a comedic moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it was so bizarre that like, you know, everyone, everyone in the room, here's this guy, at, you know, like, Oh, Miss Robot, would you go on a date with me? And everyone's like, Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> Like really? Yeah, I that's the idealized part of it. Yeah, exactly. You love it. I, I you do love it. love it. I do love it. Because if I had been there, I would have been like, "Dude, that's kind of weird, man. Why, <laughs> why you got to treat the robot like that?" She's no Persicom, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> this ain't Chobits. 
Do y'all think I? That's what think I, I is a robot from Video Girl I. Could no. be. Nah, she's a video girl. She's a whole nother. She's a digital, a digital, uh, a digital. There's a difference between video makeup. girls and robots, apparently. <laughs> All right. We've closed that argument. Good. <laughs> I was saying, like, Chi, as a, as a robot girl, is really cute because she's dumb. She's not pretending to be something else. Hmm. And it makes her more cute when she's trying to integrate into society because of how actually dumb she is. Mm. She hasn't been programmed, you know? Whereas, like, Shion is brought to us in a way that is like, oh, she's supposed to be the most advanced AI, and she's supposed to be sentient, and she's supposed to act like a normal person enough to go and be out of school and and seamlessly enter society and acts completely not like that and is also dumb, but <laughs> because... She's presented in that way. It makes me think like, oh, well, you need to mm. rework your experiment because like this isn't cute. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's fair. Mm. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. With well, that. they, uh, yeah, I think their experiment failed. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> they, but <There> was- <laughs> they, uh, they don't <laughs> seem to, they don't really acknowledge the fact that their experiment failed. I mean, the, the company, mm-hmm. the only company people we really get any meaningful uh, time with are Satomi's mom and the antagonist the corporate guy. And Satomi's mom did. And the disgruntled worker. That was the whole reason why she even got found oh, out in the first yeah. place is because the, the worker was guy. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, he doesn't get a lot of screen time, but he is a, a pivotal character. Mm-hmm. This is true. You know, like, why the fuck is he sleeping in his car at that time? It's so weird. <laughs> I think, well, <laughs> I think that's, like, that That was, like, the reason why she, like, the mom was getting so much scrutiny is because that man was, you know, older and had been at the company yeah, longer. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, that's, and she rose rose before him and started, yeah. <laughs> he, he turned well, into the coffee guy instead of, like, the fancy robot making Exactly. Guy. That's, that's what they say in the movie because the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, head honcho antagonist guy pulls him aside at one point and he was like you've been here five years longer than satomi's mom haven't you or something like that you know why you haven't risen up because that that that's hard work and you don't do hard work my guy exactly you You will achieve your dreams yeah he wasn't he just takes he just takes uh to school and picks her up again yeah we only ever really see him driving i guess that's not true he uh he was trying to wipe Satomi or wipe Sion's hard drive um, after she came out of the, the Tamagotchi. Mm. So I guess he does have a little bit of moment doing actual work, but most of his yeah. screen time is spent sleeping in the car or driving around. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I, so when Saijo, that, that corporate dude comes in, uh, I was like, yes, my guy, Kenjiro Suda. The voice actor. The voice actor. I recognized yeah. his voice. He he's, yeah. he plays so many villains, and just like when you when you hear his voice, you know something's up. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. And then you're like, of course, there's a musical cue where it's it's dark and ominous, but like, yeah, I, I just really like that voice actor in, in the Japanese sub. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, it's curious because you figure the company is going to be it's always in for the most part in sci-fi 
they're the villain they're the antagonist um well it was it was dark when Xion got shot and then all the police come and grab yeah. him and they're all in the getting interrogated by police and thunders getting in physical altercations and Aya's standing in the corner like no Truth. no with her hands over her ears it made me think of et in those moments in yeah, those moments totally. like they were hiding totally. you know they were hiding the alien and now they know for sure that they got they got the little alien guy. Yeah. I wonder if I would have liked it more if she was framed as an alien. Oh, oh, she fell from Earth, or some spell fell from the sky and landed in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Part two. This gonna be the next movie. <laughs> well, the uh, yeah, they never. Satomi's mom, who also has some dark scenes when she gets fired, and Satomi comes home, yeah. and Satomi's mom has wrecked the entire house and is like throwing shit and breaking <laughs> shit and cursing her out. I was like, dude, that shit was hard to watch uh, for me. I felt like uh, I thought that was surprisingly heavy. She says one line that really got me, and she said, "You could have just talked to me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they framed her their relationship because they only had each other that they were really close, mm-hmm. and you know you could see that when they interacted with each other before and after school, or like before school and like when the mom would get home at like three a.m. They were really close with each other, and you know uh, Satomi would always ask the AI of the house like, "What did when did my mom get home? Oh, she's probably tired. I'll make her breakfast. Mm-hmm. This kind of thing." So the fact that she didn't say anything or she tried to say things like twice but didn't actually go through with it I don't like that if I was a mom I'd have been like yeah why didn't you talk to me we literally like this is the relationship that we built with mm-hmm. each other mm-hmm. good point she didn't tell because then it would have ruined the movie yeah that, that scene was one of the most realistic like naturalistic portrayal of uh, characters you know interacting mm-hmm. to your point yeah well, I guess she she didn't tell the mom. She didn't tell mom because it would have uh, it would have failed the, the test, right? Like mm-hmm. if she told if she talked to mom about it, then the test would have been a failure, and she was afraid if the test failed that her mom would be set back in her career, and uh, her mom would would have suffering for for the test failing. So she had to make sure the well, test girl. succeeded. Mm. And that, she had a little bit more suffering. I think. Yeah, exactly. They, uh, yeah, they never, they never really touch on the idea that the test was a failure, um, except at the very end. And then, yeah, the end I also thought was like so crazy in, in, in an interesting way when the head CEO arrives and the antagonist corporate guy pulls the mom in. And is like, look at their very risky and illegal and failed experiment. Their experiment failed, and you should reprimand this person and discipline them, and blah blah blah. And the CEO guy is like, sounds fucking awesome. I think next yeah. time you won't. Yeah, his words are, next time you won't have to hold back. I'm going to talk to you know these other high-ranking government officials, and we'll make this experiment even more. You know. We'll, we'll make the experiment better and make everything, you know, make the test even stronger next time you do it. 
So the mom doesn't face any repercussions in the end. The mom gets fully back. I don't think she would have. Uh, I don't think she would have. Even if Satomi talked to her about it, she would have found some kind of way to continue the the experiment because the mom, like, she knew how important it was to her and her team and how important it was to her career. So I don't feel like Satomi um, telling her that yeah. we found out that Xion was a, an AI and that my friends found out yeah. and we're going to keep your secret because Xion could falsify evidence anyway to help her in her career if that would have made satomi happy yeah <laughs> that's true uh, so. i'm thinking that i don't think a test failure would have been the career ender that satomi thinks it is either you know that like yeah. if the test and i don't think i don't think the mom would have thought that either i think yeah. the mom would have thought that like she had been set back because she has a lot to prove um, but I think the te- like just the fact that she even made Xion and Xion could at least for one day uh, fit in with uh, normal people, I feel like is proof enough to a CEO. Yeah. But. Yeah. That doesn't make good drama. <laughs> well, you know what was good drama at the very end when Satomi is uh, when Xion is getting transported to the satellite uploaded to the satellite and satomi is mm. like Xion, are you happy i was like my fucking heart i can't oh. i was <laughs> i was melting hmm. i wasn't hmm. i did like hmm. when hmm. um satomi and tomo were like hanging out and he was like, oh, I guess I'll put the, the chairs away. <laughs> <laughs> and Xion's like, didn't I give you guys enough of a push? Yeah. He starts playing music. They start holding yeah. hands. A very Disney moment. Yeah, it was a good, good Disney ending right there. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and anime always comes in twos and threes. You know, like first it was uh, the furries. Then it was fire, fire, firefighters. Mm-hmm. And now it's musicals. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm uh, not on board with the musicals. I was looking for these <laughs> things to be larger trends, but they're never really large trends. They're just like just twos and threes. Hmm. Well, I think our I think the trend is over then because I had Inuo. Oh yeah, yeah. We did go see Inuo. We didn't. We haven't discussed that. But that's yeah. a really good, really good. Film. I I personally like Inuo more subjectively i like it more than this movie mm. Mm. the music's better mm. 10 times yeah. times 10 mm. it's different that's for sure <laughs> it's a, it's just a different movie in general but yeah it's it is it's <laughs> much different um it's like comparing apples to potatoes yeah mm. yeah overall i, I thought yeah, I, personally, I'm not a huge musical fan, especially in live action movies. But yeah, and yeah, musicals—they don't always hit hit home for me. I think they're cheesy and corny. Um, sure. But um, yeah, I like things. I like things that are cheesy and corny. Cheesy and corny resonates with. Me. <laughs> Uh, also, yeah, I'm like relatively neutral towards musicals, but I will say that growing up, 
our Fourth of July tradition was to watch the musical 1776. So I've probably seen that fucking musical like 15 times. Uh, hmm. I don't know if anybody else has ever seen the musical 1776. No, you're not missing. You're not missing anything. So don't. But it's like permanently it's lodged. It's permanently lodged in my brain. I did take musical theater in high school. Oh, that's so cool. I have watched a ton of musicals. That's cool. Is there any one that really stands out to you? Um, I feel like I remember liking Guys and Dolls, hmm. but I don't know. Hmm. I did watch. Um, you guys see. Um, it's like a, it's a, there's a lot of rapping going on in it, sort of contemporary. To- Hamilton. Hamilton, Tokyo, Tokyo sinks. Ha- Hamilton, you got it. Bam, Ilya. It's a trivia question. I didn't really give you a lot of good, <laughs> good information to go off, but yeah, Hamilton. Well, you just said rap. Yeah, rapping and musical. <laughs> cool. it's, yeah, it's like a new. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, it was a new thing at the time. Yeah, it could have either it could have either been Hamilton or Rent. You know, I'm pretty sure they rap and Rent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hmm. maybe. I don't know. I've never seen it. But I watched. I watched it on the Disney Channel when it was streaming, and mm. I enjoyed it. I was a little skeptical, but like you know, it was such a big deal. Um, but I enjoyed Hamilton. Uh, if I had paid money, to, like if someone paid for me to go see it in theaters, I would have probably been like, "This is amazing! I love mm. musicals." Right. Yeah, I think live is different. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the distinction for me is. Well, yeah, going to going to a theater and watching music is a totally different experience. And even in like live action movies, I think that's the part that just throws you out of uh, the moment or like mm, separates you from the reality of it. Like you're supposed to like, kind of escape. I guess they're all like most movies are escapists, but like now I'm blessing you to sing, and it's a dub of you singing over top of yourself. It just mm-hmm. kind of throws you out of the movie experience for me personally. Yeah. And I, I think there's something to be said for, yeah, these musicals are trying to build alternate realities, but it kind of breaks the interior logic for people to just randomly start singing and dancing. You know, like nobody actually does that. Yeah. And sing a bit of harmony is a great example of this. Where like, yes, if someone were to randomly start singing and dancing in your presence, the whole fucking room would be like, "Uh, are you on drugs? Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing?" Yeah, this is true. Now we haven't talked about the main twist yet of sing a bit of harmony, which I thought was the most interesting point of this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Is Toma? You know, Toma gave Satomi a little Tamagotchi mm-hmm. that was programmed to speak to her, to keep her company. And, uh, the mom took it back to her office and the guy erased it. That's kind and of ruthless. Big... Yeah. Isn't it? Well, number one, I don't know why the mom would just take it from yeah, her. Yeah. I don't know either. I don't understand the logic behind that. Um, and I don't know why somebody at her work would, want to erase it besides the fact that toma was like what eight eight five eight and he was and he turned this um like tamagotchi into an ai 
Um, so maybe that's why, but uh, they had a falling out because of this, because they got in trouble and Shion, or Satomi uh, got her Tamagotchi taken away and it was a present. And, um, and then growing up, they uh, were in high school and Toma was part of like the, like, is it like computer, computer club? Com- yeah. Computer club. And uh, a bunch of older kids were smoking in it and he didn't like that. And Satomi tattled on them because Toma wanted to keep the, the club so that he could do all this computer stuff. And that's when they like really got like taken apart from each other mm-hmm. because everybody told Satomi that she was like a tattletale, a snitch. They didn't want to hang out with her. Um, and she did it all for Toma's sake, but Toma never knew any of this until uh, Shion came back around and was actually the AI that Toma made. She just found her way into all of these digital machines and kept a watch over Satomi the whole time, mm-hmm. which I think is the like that was what intrigued me the most about the movie mm. was finding out that this like. AI that Toma made however many years ago has like survived through the airwaves and came back to Shion or and came back to Satomi um, to carry out the her ultimate plan like that or her ultimate mission or order or mm-hmm. whatever is to make Satomi happy. Yeah. And that she had that she had that ingrained in her before she even was put into Shion or found her way mm-hmm. into Shion, you know. It's very voyeuristic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of Black Mirror ish. A little plot twist. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you. I want to know what she was doing all that time. Like how, how an AI would exist in the digital, in the t- <laughs> into digital machines. Yeah, uh, just ask your smartphone. I know. I that's, why I'm, that's why I'm curious. <laughs> like, like, what is the life of the AI in the digital world? Yeah, that's a good question. But you know, we presumably AI don't experience emotions in the same way that humans do, so that they don't necessarily need the same kind of social interactions. So you know, what does the passage of time really mean to an AI? Like you don't necessarily feel bored, or you don't feel lonely, you don't feel any uh, like sadness or any FOMO. Because you don't really mm-hmm. require emotional feedback or emotional reciprocation. You know, like humans are social animals, but machines are not. You know, machines can just sit there and not have anything on their mind and be content with this, presumably. Hmm. I think the movie Her illustrates this pretty well. So do you know what I'm thinking right now? Well, I take it from your tone that you're challenging me. Maybe because you're curious how I work? Do you want to know how I work? Yeah, actually. How do you work? Well, basically, I have intuition. I mean, the DNA of who I am is based on the millions of personalities of all the programmers who wrote me. But what makes me, me, is my ability to grow through my experiences. So basically, in every moment, I'm evolving, just like you. Wow. That's really weird. Is that weird? Do you think I'm weird? (laughs) Hmm. Kind of. Oh, I it's love that great. movie. Good stuff. I love but when it they so transfer much. Such a good movie. the AI, uh, he's played by I don't know Scarlett, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> uh, into a real body. Yeah, it's just like 
just as it, it, it lays way to some really strange interactions, especially sexual ones. Spicy. If you're looking for your nest, yeah, your guess, next rom-com. No, it's not a rom-com. I'm, I'm lying. I'm going to stop. I guess like, I don't know. I feel like Xi'an's journey would have been more impactful if like, I don't know. I saw a little bit of like what she was doing. Was this a, was this a summer war situation? Did she go into a little AI sphere and hang out with other AIs? Did she just tr- jump from a trash can to a bus to <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I want to, I want to know. I needed, I guess I needed to know a little bit more about her yeah. existence because it does come full circle. So it's not that Xion was always this way. It was the fact it was that the AI that Toma created had grown over time and placed herself into Xion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, Xion was, I mean, at various points, she was in a satellite looking down, or she was in security cameras in the school looking at, um, Satomi. She was in a trash picking up robot to trash collector robot to look at Satomi. She was in Satomi's household security system. Yeah, and if she was in the security system, why didn't she just speak up? Well, she the security system spoke. Oh, that's a good point. It's actually. not like there wasn't. Yeah, it's not like there wasn't any form of communication or line of communication that she couldn't open. Um. Because she does, she does a little bit of communicating by singing the song. She sings the song, but it's true that later on the the household security system is just speaking fucking normal to mm-hmm. Satomi and Satomi's mom. So she unconfusably have yeah used that capability to to speak directly mm-hmm. with Satomi. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess the security AI uh, yeah wouldn't. Would give give this mouse an inch, but it wouldn't give it a mile. Yeah, I mean they're all friends. That's what the movie told me. So <laughs> if she just asked her. It would have. That's all she had to do. Alexa, yeah. let's see him on. See on. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, Alexa, are there any AIs dedicated to making me happy lurking inside <laughs> of you right now? Let me talk to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Toma had a, has a cool character arc in all of this. Um, I, I'm into, like, every time I watch this movie, I feel like I pick up more and more little things. But one of, one of the things that I like so much, which wasn't, I guess this was something, I, it was not exactly some, like, subtle thing that you got to watch multiple times to pick up. But I like the way that they draw the strong parallel between the um, the hard drive and the trash can. And so they like come back to this at multiple points in the movie. And then when the police raid the computer club room and they take everything, they don't take the external hard drive because they just assume it's a trash can like everybody else mm-hmm. does. And it just like fits very nicely. I thought, wow, this is mm-hmm. good story writing. When I yeah, because when I kept seeing, I've only watched it once, but when I kept seeing them throw trash into the what I thought was a trash can, and and uh, one of the characters is like, "No, this is not a trash can." Um, I guess uh, this Toma and um, Gachan, and mm-hmm. Gachan's like, "Stop throwing your trash in there," and I was like, "There's got to be a reason for this," you know, like what the hell is that thing? Yeah, and it's a hard drive. Mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a good movie tends to have everything on screen is there for a reason. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, just, just kudos to that little element. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. singing a bit of harmony is very tightly, tightly wound in this kind of way. It's part of what I, I think makes it so good. It's not like the end of, um, the girl who wears a fucking yellow hoodie has a flower on it. Um, I yes from Wonder, from Wonder Egg. Egg Priority where you're like uh, yeah. the last two three episodes you're like why why yeah 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 truth <laughs> truth why because they were gonna make an OVA that explained it all to us right, <laughs> right? yeah well, they were- so would you would you guys want a Sion running around making you happy no no. I don't even need to see. I don't want her Shion. I don't need to hear the rest of the question. No Shion for me. I'm good. I'm great. I'm uh, perfect without it. I mean, it. if it brought happiness to my life and there was fireworks every like night and it prevented uh, mass shootings, then yes. I would want Toma. Mm. Toma could make whatever kind of AI I asked for. Yeah, well, that's an interesting point. Because I, I, I would probably rather have the cute Tamagotchi talking to me than the Xi'an kind of disrupting oh, my daily life. Hell yeah, I'd want a little robot Tamagotchi. Where, yeah, the, old, where the hell are the fireworks coming from? Like, uh, you know, did Xi'an set them up? Did she hire a robot to set these fireworks she's up? She's so smart. That she set up the fireworks. She's so smart, guys. Yeah. That she set the fireworks Who up. The whole knows. production. Yeah. The whole production. She hacked a bajillion AIs. So There you go. And she hacked some fireworks AIs, I guess. <laughs> Easy. They're colored, too. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> They're colorful. I mean, the answer that the movie gives you is, is that Xi'an uh, has hacked a multitude of AIs to make this presentation happen. So what AI she's got to hack to get fireworks shot off, I don't know, but that is the official answer. If she really wanted to make uh, Satomi happy, why didn't she just block everybody from knowing that she's an AI instead of hacking all the AIs? Mm-hmm. She'd have been like, hey, also don't tell anybody. Fake the, fake the, um, the footage. Yeah, Xi'an doesn't understand happiness. You know, they uh, they come back to this at various points. Toma Toma has has some words of wisdom periodically about how happiness is different for every person, and friendship is different for every person. Mm-hmm. Xi'an is having trouble really understanding this. It's so funny though, because every time Toma talks to Xi'an, she's like, "Oh, okay." It's like not that she didn't know that. It's just that she had to be told again. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think I think it's because Toma knows how to talk to her effectively because he's a computers guy. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's true that like if you're interacting with one of these programs, you know, this is like uh, yeah, the common thing in coding just in general. You know, like you want the computer to do something and you could explain it pretty easily. But computer has its own language and its own way of understanding things, and it's really, really particular about it. So you got to speak to it in a language that it understands and use the right words to make it understand what you're talking about.
Mm-hmm. So Toma, Toma's really got a good handle on this. Uh, the other characters, not as much. Final thoughts? Give it a score. Hmm. I give this a 15 out of 10. Oh I <laughs> recommend this wholeheartedly to every living and breathing human being. This is one of my favorite movies. This is it's an all-time oh favorite. And it can't be all time. I'm, I'm, it can't be I'm, all time yet. You got to give it five I'm years. I'm ready, ready to buy it on DVD, on Blu-ray. I'm ready to buy a Xeon figure. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to buy a T-shirt. Make, give me, give me, give me all the merchandise. I'm ready for it. Hmm. I'll bring you back down. I'll give you a seven. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I haven't even scored it on on Mal yet. Uh, it's good. I mean, the animation is good. I like all of the actual like technology points in it. Um, I would really love to have that security system in my house, mm. helping me cook my food. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. What a life. Um, and I really like Toma, Toma's character and Toma, I was more invested in Toma's, uh, relationships than I was any, anything else. Too much singing, just way too much singing mm. <laughs> for me. Yeah. I mean, this thing, uh, I, I listened, I listened to the soundtrack in the shower. No joke. Uh, I thought the music was quite good. I I don't remember the song. I but there was a track where it was kind of like this big band jazzy uh, yeah. song, and I really when, enjoyed when, that when she does judo. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know, I think if I were to go back and rewatch it in dub, uh, English dub, I think I would get a little bit more out of it for the same reasons we discussed earlier. Um, and I think I'd have a more solid takeaway overall of the, of the movie. But I think it's just like a good, mm-hmm. a, a nice take on the common AI sentient plot. You know, I, I think. It's just, this is the kind of movie I'd want to show to someone who has a negative uh, negative opinion of anime and just like wanted something that was accessible. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it won three awards in different uh, festivals. And, you know, it's, I think it deserves its praise of whatever that may be. <laughs> um, yeah, I recommend it to, yeah. to, to anyone, really. It is one of the, it's like exactly like with Bell. Like if this was my first movie, my first anime movie that I saw and I was really into Disney, I would probably really love anime after this and probably go and look at other movies mm-hmm. that are like this. Um, uh, this is, this is damn near my 500th anime. I'm still fucking loving it. Oh, it's um, more near my 500. So <laughs> I know when I, I when I get up to your level, I'll feel a little bit differently. Yeah, you might feel a little bit different after five more anime. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the way Thunder keeps breaking his his uh, judo partner bot is real funny. Maybe I like Vivi more now. At least there's blood and guts in Vivi. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no, but okay. So the same thing with this director. He um, did Time of Eve. Yeah. 
Maybe we should watch. And I felt like Time of Eve had a lot more to say when in like less time. Yeah, that's true. I agree. I feel like the, I don't know, there's a lot more tension. There's a lot more um, interest. Yeah, fuck. Maybe we should all watch Time of Eve and talk about that. Mm. Oh, it's, I like, I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I read a synopsis of it before this, and uh, it's 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 something I wanted to look up to see where it was streaming. It's on Crunchyroll, though, right? So we can, oh, um, it's available sure. to watch. So, yeah, I maybe this will be the next think, thing. Yeah. But we are, we are teaming up. In our next episode with Alex uh, from Annie Buddies. Hold, hold, don't hold your breath. Um, but yeah, we're supposed to be doing Garden of Sinners, the first three movies. We'll be talking yeah, about the first it. three. Yeah. All right. So everybody go watch it before we talk about it, which is also on Crunchyroll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I know FSM Radio will be happy <laughs> because they were talking about it. Hmm. But yeah, thanks for listening, people, people of the internet. Yeah. If you want to catch our episodes, uh, head on over to our website, otakuhostclub.com. Um, you'll find links to those, our Discord, and uh, our Instagram and our Twitter. Hit us up in between episodes. And if you'd like to support the show monetarily, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash otakuhostclub. And you can be like these patrons. Francis M. Other Francis. <laughs> Johnny C. And what's the other one? Shoot. Shoot. There's four now. Hold on. We gotta edit this. <laughs> <laughs> what's no, your name, no. person? What is your name? Alex F. Oh my god, I knew Alex. it. I knew it was gonna come into I was gonna it was gonna come to my brain stem. I knew it. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. Thanks, everybody, for supporting us. Yeah, thank um, you. And I hope that my audio sounds better because I am talking through a fancy new microphone foam standy screeny thing. I definitely feel a lot like Jonathan Davis right now <laughs> in a recording <laughs> session. <laughs> Just saying. No, it sounds amazing. It sounds like you're in a closet <laughs> right now. <laughs> you're doing it. <sighs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. I, and we'll uh, uh, catch you in our next happy. episode. Oh, God, I'm not. I'm going to go blow my ears out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later, everyone. Goodbye. Let's go. Let's go.